So you've watched a ton of videos on narcissism and you already know mostly how to deal with narcissists, right? You've, you've tried the gray rock method and, and, and you've thought about no contact or you've gone no contact, right? But how do you deal with your own emotions when it comes to having been in a relationship with a toxic narcissist, whether you're still in the relationship or you're already out. And if you've moved on and you're currently in a new relationship with someone else, how do you know if you're projecting your old wounds onto that person or if they are someone that you need to be concerned about? That's what Richard Granin and I are going to discuss in today's episode on this channel. So let's get started. That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. How to deal with your emotions in regard to having been abused by a narcissist. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Sound good? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. How can you tell if you are projecting from a previous narcissist relationship onto someone in a new relationship? So how can you know, you know, are you, is this person really messed up or are you projecting your previous wounds onto that person. I kind of experienced a little bit of that in my own life, but this actually came from one of my viewers. So. Yeah. This is like, uh, when somebody asks me a question like this, my brain immediately goes, aha, we have a green belt, blue belt question here. So this is somebody who's done significant work, who has significant understanding, mm -hmm. but they, they ain't cried or they got to cry just yet. There's still like a little reservoir of tears there that needs to come out. And the reason why I say crying is because this is what I, I understood uh, from, from Sensei Pete Walker. Uh, when I read the Tao of Fully Feeling, it really, really hammered home the point to me that our reservoirs of tears and unexpressed emotions actually really warp our perceptions. Mm -hmm. And when you are comfortable with grieving, and we, have, we live in a grieving taboo culture, which is scary and it's extremely damaging and it makes us very vulnerable very naive and very impressionable and very open to narcissistic abuse when you get cool with the grieving it's not some terrible awful scary thing you can like you know um for various reasons in my life in the last 48 hours uh, i have felt very very sad and uh, because somebody who was raised with me as a, as a brother has, has, has passed away Sorry. And I felt, it's it's okay um, and I felt this tremendous sadness and I'm like, okay, I think that there's been most of my life as an, as a, as an adult, I would have smacked a smile on that and pushed it to one side. Whereas now I'm not pushing that visitor that's called sadness and grief away. I'm pulling him in or her in. I don't know what the spirit is male or female, I haven't decided yet, and saying, Hey, what, what, what is it? What do you want to tell me? Mm -hmm. And sitting in the space and going, I'm sad. I'm sad. And the, the emotion comes up and I go, oh, what am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. I'm sad. I'm being comfortable with that and permitting that. This cures the misperception of, is this person a narcissist or am I just blah, 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 blah. Doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't that, you'll see, you'll see crystal clear. You'll be like, no, this person doesn't have NPD. However, they are a tit. <laughs> They're just being a clown. They're obsessed with attention they're really emotionally immature and they're not good for me or wow I really would have gotten rid of this person because of the feelings I have around emotional intimacy but actually I think they are a good person and I'm just I'm just messing this up things get a lot clearer when we grieve would be in the short answer to that question yeah and I think a lot of times and 
tell me what you think. I think a lot of times when you're going through narcissistic abuse, you are taught to not allow your emotions to escape. So you start shoving them down. And I think this adds to your cognitive dissonance and all the other crap. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is where our intuition comes from. And it's, you know, I don't teach anything spiritual because I don't think it's useful to the long-term goals, but I do think there's a spiritual element to this, which is when we are disconnected from our feelings, we're cutting off from parts of ourselves, and we start cutting off from our source. Mm -hmm. That's your intuition. That's the spark of genius of intelligence that's inside of you. That's part of everything. That's part of what binds life together. So you become cut off from life. You, if you look at one of the things that's interesting for people to look at is other cultures and how they process grieving other cultures and how they deal with death and with loss and how they invite in death and loss and whether there is a god or a goddess of death and what their process is when somebody dies and when we let go and you'll see more primitive cultures are far more nuanced on this one issue much more of a nuanced experience on this on this one issue anybody i went to uh, to work in new zealand and i started doing security work for a, a company that was run by one samoan guy and one maori guy and I'd, I'd gotten very close to them very, very quickly. And within the first three months, uh, the married guy, his father passed away. And he said, would you come to the funeral? And I said, yeah, sure. Four hours into the funeral process, somebody told me this is a three-day thing. And I'm like, sorry? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like a Maori, a Maori funeral. I don't know about Samoan funerals, but a Maori funeral is uh, you sit, one person feels the spirit the motivation they get up they say some words and they sing a song and people sing with them and then they sit down and people just talk amongst themselves a little bit and then another person says i remember did it and it's this freewheeling sort of just uh template of of outpouring of emotion amongst your people amongst your family and i'm just like wow we really are freaks aren't we the way we go into our little stone temples we have a few words from the man in the dress at the front of the room with the gold hat on. And then, and you get like, I've never been to a funeral that lasted more than 35 minutes. Yeah. Why? Because people are busy. So we're going to get there. We're going to do this. We're going to say goodbye, da, 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 out the door and off we go. And I'm like, that's, that's not human. That's not how human beings work. It takes time. It's not linear. It's a mess. Mm. It's just a mess of feeling and memories and emotions. And so the way we're trying to suppress our emotions now is making us very, very sick. And there's a, there's a global effect to that. There's a political effect to that. And we're reaching a peak. The boil will burst eventually. It has to. Like we're, we're, I don't need to say any more on that. We're clearly seeing the last phases of a boil about to burst. We're either going to get back in touch with our emotions or we're going to die. We can't live in this, in this half light. So my advice to people would be, get back in touch with your emotions that's where all your intuition comes from your intuition the inner voice the higher self saying stay the fuck away from that person don't go there don't eat that go over here instead and life gets really really good when you're living in congruence with your intuition i agree i love that narcissists they don't take responsibility for their behavior ever 
So you're not going to get an I'm sorry from a narcissist that's sincere. You're not going to get any validation for the pain that they caused you or anything else that they've put you through. The fact is, by nature, narcissistic personality disorder makes it almost impossible for a narcissist to actually accept any responsibility or to validate any of your pain and stress in the situation. They don't want to admit they've had anything to do with the problem and they certainly don't want to validate anything that you say that may kind of negate their personal story about the whole deal, right? So as someone who's gone through narcissistic abuse, chances are that anytime you've attempted to gain validation from your abuser, whether you did that through discussion or just simply saying, this is how I felt, can you please, you know, be sorry or something or, you know, even, even to get general validation, you're probably met with things like rejection, dismissal, judgment, and quite honestly, very serious narcissistic rage anytime you ask for the validation that you so desperately need in order to heal. Like we just recently talked about, narcissists very often have a way of telling us to stop living in the past anytime we ask for any sort of validation at all for something they've done to hurt our feelings. And if we've been discarded, we might as well forget it. So how are we supposed to get through this? The fact of the matter is it's almost impossible for literally anyone, abused or otherwise, to get through any emotional upset when their feelings are being consistently discounted and ignored. When you've gone through narcissistic abuse, it's even worse because the fact of the matter is that this has been going on for you since you started that relationship. And if your narcissist or one of your narcissists is a parent or someone who's been in your life for more than a few months, chances are you don't even know what it feels like to be validated anyway. So how are you supposed to recover without any validation? How do you go from just being a survivor to being a real life thriver? How do you find yourself again? How do you find happiness? happiness again. Well, here's the thing. You're going to need a lot of inner strength and that feels hard sometimes because when we've gone through this, the inner strength that we need is often completely drained from us by the narcissist. But I will tell you this, when you do get through it, you're going to find yourself being so strong that like I tell you all the time, you'll be the strongest person you know in real life. You have to figure out a way to build or rebuild what you lost or what you never had. You have to find your self-confidence, find your self-esteem, find your ability to move forward, to self-love, to, to self-soothe, to bring yourself to the point where you know that you deserve better and you accept nothing less. Don't get me wrong, it's not fair. You shouldn't have to do that. Nobody should have to do that. It's not fair, it's abuse. Survivors, you gotta do all the work. You have to go to counseling or coaching, you have to do the inner work, figure out where the core wound is, all the things, right? It's not fair, why are you, why are you doing this when the narcissist is over there acting like everything's perfect in their life? And probably if we're being honest, love bombing someone else trying to get that much needed supply. We have to deal with unfair judgment from flying monkeys and other people, smear campaigns, things like this. And we also have to deal with taking action that feels contrary to our nature. The healing process isn't easy. And you know, just so that you understand why you won't get the validation, I want to review with you some basic qualities, four basic qualities that all narcissists share. Number one, always the lack of empathy. Number two, they're self-centered. Number three, they have a serious disregard for other people. And number four, they're selfish. They're not going to validate you. So how do we get you on the healing path? Well, here's the thing. A lot of my clients and a lot of my YouTube people tell me, listen, I don't even know who I am. I never have known or I've, I've forgotten or I'm not who I used to be and I don't know who I can be now because the fact is you're not going to be the same person you were before the abuse even if you were somebody that you wanted to be before the abuse. Why is that? Well, time has passed and you have changed. You have gained new experiences. Whether we want to admit it or not, the narcissist, they will change you forever. 
But if you choose to intentionally grow and move forward in a new way, it doesn't have to ruin you. The big secret here that I think a lot of survivors don't recognize is that deep down inside, we really are the person we want to be, even if it doesn't show on the outside just yet. See, the truth is that the best way to find yourself again after you go through narcissistic abuse in a toxic relationship is to remember or decide, figure out what it is that makes you happy. What are the activities and the things that you've always wanted to do? Jump into a project. Even if it's a project you do on your kitchen table, jump into something. Find something that makes you feel passionate and exciting. Indulge in the things you love the most. The things that, like I said, maybe you weren't allowed to indulge in when you were with a narcissist. The things that make your soul feel alive. As you're doing that, you're gonna find yourself, your true self, starting to come to the surface. It's kind of a beautiful thing. Now here's something else that you should know. And I don't know if you've thought about this or if you're aware of it, but you being not good enough, as I'm sure the narcissist told you or implied to you that you were, is a big fat lie. It's something that the narcissist wanted you to believe so that they could retain control over you. It's part of a narcissist's nature to tear down the people who are closest to them. They need to feel in control and they need to obtain a certain amount of admiration, supply, etc. in order to feel normal. Now obviously when they're getting what they want, sometimes they can appear to be the best person you've ever met. But behind closed doors, you as someone who was one of the primary supplies or the primary supply already know that in fact, they're not so great. It's the narcissistic rage and the narcissistic injury that come when the narcissist feels like they're not getting enough attention or supply from you. Now, if you're the one leaving the narcissist, you might find that they start love bombing you again to suck you back in. Because, you know, once a narcissist gets on that track of, oh, oh no, I'm going to lose my supply. Sometimes they suddenly become Mr. or Ms. Perfect again, and suddenly they're giving you all the good stuff that they gave you in the beginning, all the reasons you're there in the first place, the things that started you and hooked you and sucked you in. As we talked about recently, that's really just intermittent reinforcement, and it's an effort on their part to retain their existing source of supply and potentially to build a narcissistic harem. So how are you supposed to avoid falling for that trick? Well, my suggestion is to make a list of all the reasons that you left in the first place and to remember the strong emotional crap that comes with that list. When you feel weak, you have to remember why you left or why you want to leave and stay away. You know, the gnawing feeling you get in your stomach when they call you names or the horrible way they don't seem to actually see you as a real person. Instead, they see you as an object or an extension of themselves. Or maybe how your entire character, your whole being, your whole self was called into question every single time you accidentally broke one of the little rules or one of the little issues, the things that they have, the unwritten rules of the narcissist, as it were. Maybe it was the unspoken rules or the ridiculousness that made you want to leave or stay away. Or maybe you, you want to stay away because you've been discarded one time too many and you're just done. Or maybe you want to stay away because you're tired of double standards and double lives and bull crap. Whatever your reason is, write all that down and don't forget to include the emotional feelings so that when you do feel weak, you can look back at that list and figure that out. Now, I'm also going to include a list of videos for you up here in the cards as well as below. I want you to remember that now you're the one who gets to decide what happens. You're the one who chooses your fate from here on out. You can choose to be miserable forever if you want to, but that sucks. I suggest that no matter what, you 
don't scare yourself into staying or going back to a narcissist. They're going to try to make you feel afraid and insecure. It's all part of their plan to keep you under control. The narcissist wants you to think that you can't live without them and they want you to think that if you leave your life is going to fall apart. They want you to think that you can't do better. And I want you to know that none of that is true. Don't let the narcissist's false threats scare you. Don't let them fool you into thinking you can't live without them. The fact of the matter is it might feel a little scary to be in control of your life now and to be in full control and to be the one responsible for all the decisions. But I promise you it's a beautiful thing if you just embrace it. I remember when I went no contact with my narcissist, I felt so much lighter and freer than I had ever felt in my life. If you can do that same thing, you will find that same joy, I promise. I want you to know that you can do better. I don't care if you're not perfect. I don't care if you're overweight or frumpy or too skinny or too whatever. You can do better. Nobody deserves the abuse of a narcissist. It's pure torture. And my friend, please remember, you can do better. Know that. And remind yourself when you feel weak. If you remove the narcissist from your world, you open up space for potentially healthy new relationships. And don't feel like you're forced to be in a relationship. There's no, nobody's telling you that you have to jump into a relationship. Quite honestly, I recommend waiting anywhere from a month to a year or more, depending on how long it takes you to heal, how long you were in the relationship with a narcissist, and how significantly the relationship tortured you as a person. The damage that you've experienced is, is profound and significant, but it doesn't mean it's, it's not repairable. Like they say, you're more beautiful in the broken places, right? You can do this. You can be the person you want to be. You can get through this recovery. I promise you. You have to know it. You have to know it. While anybody's initial reaction to change is going to be difficult sometimes, it's going to be hard, it's not always going to be easy to do any kind of major change in your life. And of course, this is especially true when it involves separation from someone you've spent any amount of time with. Because a lot of times, you literally sort of forget who you are. You become so enmeshed and codependent with a narcissist that you're not even sure who you would be without them. Remember this though, your situation doesn't make you any less than, it doesn't make you any less human. It makes you still a bundle of possibility, still someone who can completely overturn this whole thing and change his or her life and become something that you want to be. People who haven't experienced the hell of narcissistic abuse really truly have no idea how significantly terrible it can be, how horribly it can take over your world. Before you know it, when you're with these people, you find yourself literally putting every single thing you think, say, do, feel, or become through a narc filter you always find yourself wondering, what is the narcissist going to think about this? Should I take that job? What if the narcissist doesn't want me to? This is true whether we're talking about a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister. Narcissists are incredibly controlling of everyone in their life, anyone who they consider close people, close to them, supply, family, all these things. You have to remove the narc filter from yourself. You have to take it off, not just your brain, but your whole identity. Because now you're seeing yourself in a way if you haven't started to heal yet, you're starting to see, you, you see yourself in the same way that a narcissist would see you. And that voice is always in the back of your head, kind of niggling at you, kind of pushing at you. It's time for you to start shedding that version of yourself and start to create the version of yourself that you want to be. The person who you truly want and desire to be. The person that you consider to be the best possible version of yourself. My challenge to you today is to start deciding who you are now, who you want to become, and what it's all about. And to do that without the shadow of a narcissist vision, without the echo of a narcissist voice in your head, to do that with a clear, free and open mind to possibility. Anything is possible if you want it to be true. I promise you that I'm living proof of it. You can have 
do, be, say, think what you want when you are free of a narcissist, if you choose to do so. So this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, do you choose to be, do, say, have what you want? Or do you choose to continue to allow a narcissist to torture you? What do you want from life? If the narcissist were not an issue in your life today, what would you be doing? I want you to think about it. All right. That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.